Hi, I'm Sabrina Suniga, running for City Council in Ward 10 in downtown Toronto. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sabrina. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time. Uh, and you're, you're, I know it's cold outside today, but I, I hope you're getting a little bit warm. Yeah, I'm fine. It's all about looking at the weather forecast and then then deciding what to wear. <laughs> That's so true. You, you although, in, in uh, being in Ward 10 um, downtown, um, have the benefit, like you, you had told me earlier before we started recording, of, of living where there's tons of condos. So, so you know, I yep. was I was yep. concerned. Oh my God, you're going door to door. You're outside in the elements, and you actually get to stay inside most of the time. Yeah, there it's plenty of condos. So, if the weather's really bad, if it's really rainy, if it's really cold and windy, then we can go inside, which is nice. There are actually more people in condos than not. So most of the time is spent in condos, especially these days. Being a little in, bit in cool. This, yeah. yeah, yeah. People are staying inside. So you're running for Ward 10. Yes. Which is known as the uh, uh, Spadina Fort York. Correct. Ward. Um, and you're familiar with this ward. You've lived here for 20 plus years. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, family and stuff. Tell, tell me about your, your, you know, your, your background living in the ward. What you I, do. I love downtown Toronto. My husband is at the University of Toronto. This is what brings us to live downtown. Okay. And this is why we've always been downtown. Raised two kids. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of years ago, my husband and I downsized to one of these condos. Ah. So now we're in the middle of the entertainment district in, okay. a, in a condo. Yeah. So we get to enjoy condo life with everybody else. The kids have left. My youngest was with us when we first moved, and then since then, my youngest has moved out. Okay. My kids are 25 and 21. Oh, wow. So... They are, yes, they have left a while ago then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Uh, we've, my husband and I were first married. We lived in a condo, so we knew what we were getting sure. ourselves into, and our first child was born when we were still living in a condo. Okay. In downtown, same word, or...? Uh-huh. So, uh, no, in uh, this was when we lived in Washington, D.C. We moved here. In the States. Okay, okay. In, we moved here from Washington, D.C. Okay. My husband and I met in yeah. graduate school at George Washington University. Okay. And then uh, he got the job here at U of T, and, and we've been and here ever since. now you guys since. are here. What, what has drawn you to uh, to politics? Um, like, why why throw your hat into the ring? I've always wanted to give back to the community. Uh, mm -hmm. Started out as a teacher. I've always been somebody really, really involved in volunteering in all kinds of, of different capacities. Mm -hmm. And then uh, about 10 years ago, I got involved with Equal Voice. Are you familiar no, with no, Equal Voice? No, no, tell me. Tell me. Equal Voice is for women, uh, all parties, all levels of government. Mm -hmm. And through that organization, I got to know more about my kids were getting older so it was a time for me and then i decided okay i'm i'm going to do it more women need to step up and get involved and so i said okay so i'm going to get involved so it's about getting women more involved in politics and things of that nature oh totally yeah and then i i was a chair of two different school councils mm -hmm. in downtown toronto harvard collegiate and then uh, ursula franklin academy and i was part of the larger tdsb ward council Okay. So with that, you get to have a network across the entire, this was the old Trinity Spadina, and okay. get to know all of the issues. Because downtown, we have such wonderful parents. Mm -hmm. We've got people that are totally committed yeah. to their community, to their schools, yeah. and it's a great way to get involved in politics. I've, I tell people now, if, if you're thinking about getting involved in politics, 
get involved in the school council. If you've got kids, get involved in the school ah. council first. Okay. It's a really good way to, you know, step into doing more in politics. Doing more, yeah, yeah, especially more in your community and stuff. You actually got, um, I was uh, doing some research last night, um, and I noticed that you you initially ran, I, I don't know how long ago, um, 2014, school trustee. Um Tell tell me about that process. How how was uh, how was that? Well, again, because I had done so much with the school councils, mm -hmm. the position was open. It was an open race, so I said, "Okay, I yeah. will do this." I had a couple wonderful people helping me out. Yeah. But at the same time, I knew nothing. I didn't okay. know anything of what I was doing outside of the basics. Okay. And you know, kind of intuitively, what you what you're going to do. So yeah. it was a great experience. I I learned a lot from that, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, Continued on to to being the, the federal candidate in 2015. Wow! So you went from running for trustee all the way to MP, running. Uh, okay, yep. the same boundaries that are Spadina Fort York right now. Yeah, so yeah. you're familiar with with um, I, I guess the ward. What What's really fun with that is getting out and meeting people. Yeah. What I love to do is to talk to people. Like I say, with the school councils, talking with the parents. What I was really really focused on is communication. Mm-hmm taking a, a big city and making it small and the, the way to do that is through communication in mm -hmm. this case i was with the school councils it was communicating between the school and the parents and um, with high school you know the, the students come from all over mm -hmm. so i was really focused on that yeah. as a as a the chair of the school council and I continue to do that, running for office, talking to people across the entire ward, the same boundaries that we've got now for Ward 10. Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. Just, I love to listen to people. Yeah. And then my approach to being in politics is mm -hmm. how can I help you? Yeah. It's not me telling you this is where you need to live your life. Yeah. But I'm here to listen, mm -hmm. see what your issues are, and then how can I help you? Yeah, yeah. And this is what it, what I've always done. This is what I did developing the platform that I put together. Uh, this distinguishes me a lot from uh, Joe Cressy. Yeah. Where he wants to tell people how to live their life, where I want to listen to you, and I want to help with what your issues are. I thought about city council race for a long time, put my whole platform together, yeah. uh, put it up on the website. I'm, I'm the only candidate that's got a really extensive platform. You do have, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that, that all comes from me. It comes from my experience of living here and talking to people and uh, continually reaching out. Interesting. I want, I want to get into, you brought up Joe Cressy, I want to get into some, some of the issues now. Um, but before I get into that, um, you know, one of the things that has uh, bugged me about how people talk about city politics, uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. The first is um, Doug Ford, um, you know, railing against what he calls the, the NDP members of councillors. Uh, and the second example is when you did your um, Ask Me Anything, uh, people railing on you as the conservative, uh, big C conservative uh, member, you know, running for council, um, and and something that you said, which which I tend to agree with, is that you know at city council, you know, you might have there might be you know political leanings, um, but as as we've come to learn over the past years, is that really we there needs to be coalitions or there needs to be 
um, you know, give and take in terms of how things get agreed to, you know, at yeah, a council. So, yeah. so whether someone's a member here or a member there, you know, yeah. it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Does T- taking care of the safety of our community is mm-hmm. not a political football. Mm-hmm. This is something that that should not be a partisan issue. Mm-hmm. It should be standard practice yeah. to follow through and, and really take care of the people who live here and watch out for the safety of our, our residents as well as all the visitors. Absolutely. What's really fun downtown is that we've got this mix. We've got the people who live here. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, the, the city planning has not kept up with the fact that people actually live here. Mm-hmm. Decisions are, have been getting made with the, the past council mm-hmm. that kind of neglect the fact that people actually live here. Mm-hmm. And then What do you mean by that? So I'll give you an example that, that was a recent one. Mm-hmm. There's the redesign of a park at York and Queens Quay. Okay. For me, parks are, are tremendously important, and they seem to be constantly kind of a a secondary thought Mm -hmm. but this is how people need to live and when we've got children when you've got dogs you need to have space because condos are a small space yeah so this new park Mm -hmm. from taking down the the off-ramp is uh going through a design competition and the the design that was chosen Mm -hmm. has a pond in the middle of it okay so we're talking about a, p- a park in the middle of condos, could have a children's playground, could have a small doll park, mm-hmm. dog park. Yeah. It's across the street from the lake, yeah. and the winning design has a water feature. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that make any sense for the way we need to live, for the people who are the residents here? This is where decisions at city council fail. When we look at the, the King Street pilot, mm-hmm. uh, I live on King Street, I have seen it change overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you probably saw on my website, I have a whole statement on yeah. alterations that are needed for the King Street pilot to, mm-hmm. again, recognize that people live here. Mm-hmm. I talk to uh, elderly individuals on Queen's Key who need to drive to uh, church in the morning on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And they can no longer follow the same path to drive on King because you're not allowed to drive on King. Mm-hmm. But we know on a Sunday morning, you know, 99% of the time, unless there's some special event going on, the, the traffic is pretty nil. Yeah. So there's a lot of, let's look at how the city, downtown, how people actually live. Mm-hmm. And then the same time, uh, you know, in collaboration with how visitors are going to come into our space. Yeah. Is it though, like you're, now I, I must admit, I, I'm not uh, 100% familiar um, with the specifics of the ward, um, but you you know you talk about let's say the the, the King uh, Street streetcar the um, um, yes the test that's happening now the pilot project um, you know I remember needing to go you know working at uh, Bloor and uh, around Bloor and Young mm-hmm. and needing to get to I think Queen just on the other side west of Spadina right um, and having a cab take almost two hours to get there because we knew there was no way we didn't know it was going to take two hours to get there by cab we knew if we took the transit it would take forever because um because king street is just notorious for being crazy busy um but mm-hmm. then i i hazard to, to to say that if if i were to go and take that same route today um 
I probably wouldn't think twice. I'd probably say, no way, we're going on the streetcar because we just go zipping right through. Uh, before I came here, I had a meeting in Liberty Village for work, um, and it took me less than 20 minutes to get across the core right. uh, to get here. Yep. So, and, 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 I, and I say this because I, while I understand that people live in the neighborhood, it's also a place where people from all over come to, whether it's for work, whether it's for entertainment, oh, yeah. whether it's the, the restaurants or the neighborhoods or whatever that people come to. So it's not just a street that is for War 10, um, but it's a street for all of Toronto. So oh, totally. We, we, do you think we need to have a balance there or should we just worry about what the residents say? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, a lot of the residents like it, but like I say, there there's thoughts of needing to alter it. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about evening uh, to relax the rules, yeah, yeah, on weekends relax the rules, and the best way to mm -hmm. do that is if we had illuminated signs that would uh, say right turn only, yeah, and then you could see them even in the dark. Like yeah, now, yeah. when it gets dark early, you can't see those signs across six lanes of traffic. Yeah, yeah. And it's a double negative instead of a positive sign telling you what you can do. Yeah. Uh, and then when there are some special event, uh, you would keep the sign off, make mm -hmm. sure, or sorry, put it on. So make sure people can only turn right. Mm -hmm. uh, but other times when it makes sense to relax the rules, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not... Uh, an expert on, on traffic, I'm not going to say exactly what hours, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the evening that that would need to start. Mm -hmm. My approach always is to go to the experts. Mm -hmm. uh, those of us who live here have all kinds of, of thoughts and ideas and anecdotal uh, knowledge that we've got. Mm -hmm. But I would work with traffic experts because the, the bottom line is we know that there are a lot of issues with traffic that have to be dealt with. Sure, sure, And sure. all of these condos have just been going up and up and up, and it's like, let's build, mm -hmm. and then we'll worry about traffic later, mm -hmm. which is the wrong approach. We need to deal with the infrastructure, Absolutely. and traffic and transit is part of that, mm -hmm. at the same time as we deal with putting uh, new condos in, in new whole communities, entire new communities. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'm not in in any way against development. This it's it's wonderful for the city. We are, as as you mentioned, all kinds of people come into the city. We are the economic engine of all of Ontario, and we're very proud of that. And we love that. So it's it's managing that mm -hmm. and having that balance between people who live here and people who constantly come in. And we want people to come in. True, true, true. Because it's, it's very exciting, all, all this stuff. You, we don't live downtown expecting it to be all quiet and peaceful all the time. <laughs> there's, probably, there's an understanding. There's going to be a lot of people around here. You know, and that's, that's part of life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I want to I stay on this topic of, of um, you know, downtown being a place where there, you know, people from all over come and congregate. Um, as, as a member of council, when it comes time to, you know, voting on things, um, what, what sort of, a and maybe this, this, this changes, but generally what sort of approach would you take? Would you take an approach of what's best for the city, uh, overall, or what's best for War 10? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, it really has to do with what the topic is. Mm-hmm. 
there are a lot of issues. Even talking about transit is something that affects the entire city. It doesn't affect one region of the city. Mm -hmm. uh, talking about housing, talking about parks, mm -hmm. uh, all of this involves all regions of, of the city. Even replacing sewers so that our, our streets are not flooding all the time mm -hmm. and the homes are, are not flooding. Mm -hmm. These are issues that involve the entire city. Yeah. There's always a balance. Yeah. Th there's always that. Uh, but I would be very much, my top concern is the community safety for our downtown. Mm -hmm. This is what I, I hear bar none. Mm -hmm. This is the number one topic I hear about where our current counselor has failed just not acknowledging it mm -hmm. and trying to shame anybody who wants to disagree. Tell me, yeah, because I, I saw you, you, you've, uh, you've written about it, you've, you've talked about it. T tell me about this issue of, of, of community safety, specifically in your neighborhood. There are so many stories of people who want to go jog and then they get accosted, mm -hmm. people who find needles in the parks, people are worried about the snow coming. Mm -hmm. And now what's going to happen if we go into the park and our kids want to build a snowman? Yeah. Um, are, the, are the needles going to be hidden now? Mm -hmm. uh, we know it's even a safety hazard for the park staff who are coming to clean up. Yeah. They have to take special precautions for that. Mm -hmm. We know that businesses on Queen, mm -hmm. a number of them have told me how they didn't never used to have break-ins. Mm -hmm. Now the windows are getting broken and they have to replace them. Uh, they have trouble finding a young woman who will staff the the store mm -hmm. because any time of the day mm -hmm. there could be a violent person come in. Mm -hmm. And it's a very uh, serious, very, very serious issue. Mm -hmm. My approach is to look, take a, a look from all different angles. There is no one solution that's going to fix this. Mm -hmm. But we can do it. Mm -hmm. We are a wonderful city. Yeah. I know we can tackle this mm -hmm. and we can look at what's worked in other locations. Things like community policing, where you've got police substations that involve a nurse and, and social workers that are there, police integrated into the community. Mm -hmm. And again, like I mentioned with the school council, let's take the large city and make it small. Mm -hmm. Let's have our, our small communities, even though they, they might be 100,000 people. <laughs> let's make it feel small and, and the police integrated into the community is part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, updating laws to keep criminals out of community housing. Mm -hmm. uh, the other side of it is community outreach with our youth, working with the schools. Mm -hmm. the, we should not be siloed away. The city does this, the schools do this. We should work together yeah. so we can reach the students because the schools know who needs help. Mm -hmm. And and there's no one demographic that's going to tell you who in the school needs help. You know, I, I used to teach high school and I taught adult ed. I was there teaching with students who were recovered addicts, mm -hmm. people who were recovered alcoholics, mm -hmm. students who just for maturity reasons didn't do well in high school. And they were back in my class uh, for adult education looking for a second chance. And, and I was... It was probably the most fulfilling teaching job I ever had. Yeah. It's, it was really, really good because you know you're really helping these students. Yeah. And then things like uh, more mental health services. I've always been a big advocate for mental health, doing it, again, from the school's point of view, helping out uh, with that. And, pardon me, I volunteer at CAMH. 
And so I, everything that is, is part of that uh, is a component. So we just to, to look at community safety is something that is a city issue as well as a provincial issue. Uh, all kinds of different stakeholders that need to come together to make sure that we tackle this. And we, like I say, I know we can. Yeah, yeah. Past city councillors have kind of pushed it aside and, and pretend that it's really not that bad. So I, I was at some of the community consultations, for instance, when uh, the safe injection site was put in at Queen and Bathurst. Mm -hmm. And sure, they said it's going to be carefully monitored and supervised, but that's just that particular building. What about the surrounding areas? This is what people kept saying. Well, what about the surrounding areas? Mm -hmm. And that's where the, the failure is. What would, you, what, would you, what would you recommend? Because... Um, you know, I, I don't know. Well, let, let me ask you, where do you stand on, on safe injection sites? Do you do you feel they're a, a positive thing overall? Um, is it something that you just don't want in the community or like what are your thoughts specific to that? And then let's talk about what we do around these places. Safe injection sites is probably the number one topic that again, that, that's the most concerning for people. Yeah, uh, there are needles. Everywhere. They're in your they're in your ward, right? And there are needles everywhere around the community. And uh, people tell me, all, I, every single area of the ward that I've gone to, people talk to me about this. Mm -hmm. So it's Is it a mental health issue you feel as a well? Lot, well, there is very definitely a mental health component to that. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people self-medicate mm -hmm. using that. Now, I'm not an expert yeah. on, on any of this. Mm -hmm. So uh, you asked me what steps to take yeah, for sure. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an expert with that, mm -hmm. but I know that what we're cur currently doing is just not working the way it was supposed to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, to uh, for our city councillors, for Joe Cressy, just to shame people if they disagree with him on that, mm -hmm. is not a very good approach. Mm -hmm. I like to. I want to listen to people. Work with the community. We can solve these problems. Yeah. And to to look at these individuals who are are drug addicts, mm -hmm. for instance, and just say, well, I don't care about you. You can just continue using drugs. I don't look at it that way at all. Yeah. Yeah. Again, from the school's point of view, education is very much a part of helping individuals recover mm -hmm. from this. I'm curious if having more healthcare workers um, might be a a better solution than having more police officers. Um, well, and that's why I yeah. say the, the community policing model that brings into it nurses and social workers within the same, say, uh, office or building space mm -hmm. so that they are integrated services working together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's not always, the, the solution to lock people up doesn't work either, right? It, it's a, a very difficult solution, and we need to go to the experts, even if it's other cities, where success has been made. We know that it's possible. Uh, we know that the one thing the safe injection sites have done is reduce the amount of, of opioid uh, overdose or the spread of hepatitis, mm -hmm. which is very positive, but we need to do more than we that. We need to do better. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I think that... Um, um, this constant improvement is, is, is a good thing, you know, and, and I don't know. Uh, and again, you know, I live in, I don't even know what the word is called. Maybe it's called Ward 20, uh, where Michael Thompson is running out in Scarborough. That's 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 my home um, out there. So, again, I don't want to pretend that I know 
what's what's happening, uh, whether it's yeah. War Ten or or anywhere south of Bloor. Um, yeah, we we all have our areas where yeah. we we know the most, and yeah, I've I've lived in my area for a long time. You're a cyclist. Um, tell me about and and this seems to be something where it's a um, a right versus left thing, which which just makes me want to bang my head. Um, yeah, your your thoughts on on cycling again in your neighborhood. Um, the safety issues obviously surrounding that and, and, and just Toronto wide. Well, we are as a family of four living downtown, we never had more than one car. Mm -hmm. So as much as we had to take the kids off to soccer games or, you know, this or that, yeah, yeah. we never had more than one car. So we, we do cycle, uh, take transit. I had a scooter. Yeah. Uh, so we're very familiar with all of the pathways mm -hmm. and using all of that there was a point in the summer when uh, my kids were young yeah when we had uh going to ontario place when ontario place was still open oh wow okay yeah 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 my kids were young and uh the youngest was attached to my bike and the three of us would go down from uh, our place it was like you know 20 minute bike ride mm -hmm. it was fabulous yeah yeah it was it was wonderful. I did everything I could to make it safe, wearing mm, sure. helmets and the the orange flag in the back, mm -hmm. make sure that we can be as visible as possible. Yeah. But it's very, it, it's very easy to see where holes are yeah. in the the biking network when you do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, we used to go down Trinity Bellwoods and then on Strawn. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that path on Strawn is is uh, quite dangerous, actually. Okay. Because people park, then there's two cars going both directions, ah, and there's very little congested. space yeah, yeah. for bikes. But there was no other real option mm -hmm. for that. So, as as you were saying, as far as pitting people against each other, yeah. yeah. Why why is it that we have to say bikes or cars? Mm -hmm. Th why can't no, it be both? Yeah, there, there's no reason that we we should say one is better than the other yeah or one is is more useful than the other or one should take precedence over the other sure 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 uh i am a proponent of having separated bike lanes on some of our major streets like uh richmond and adelaide mm -hmm. that are good uh, thoroughfares i find it quite amazing that on adelaide we still have old streetcar tracks and the road is like destroyed when mm -hmm. you go like between Bathurst and there's no streetcar on adelaide <laughs> there's not okay. going to be one going back right between bathurst and, and university it's it's just all destroyed so mm -hmm. there's one place where there's construction for instance yeah and so there's still a bike lane but now the bikes are supposed to go over the the streetcar tracks mm -hmm. Well, you know, we're it, just it, waiting for someone to spill and <laughs> crack, crack their head. I, 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 I mean, I look at this as a failure of our, our city councilor. It's like, how can you let this this happen mm -hmm. in our, our downtown? Yeah, and yeah. just, you know, address it in one area, but not in another area. Fair enough. And then have people competing for the same space. Yeah. That's the wrong approach. I always give the example of New York City because it's, it's, a, it's a city that I really enjoy. And I think it's the energy in, in the summertime. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you know, you get that smell of urine, and it's not the best place to be. <laughs> Some people say that's the character. I go, no, I, I can do without that. But I, I, I love the city, um, and and whenever I go there for work, I never get any sleep. I'm in meetings during the day, and at night, I'm I'm just enjoying yeah. uh, the city. <laughs> but uh, I always am fascinated by as 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 congested 
as the city is, as as people like to poke fun at how bad traffic is in New York, they still find that the the political wherewithal um, and the planning to do a number of things, whether it is, you know, take up space on, you know, Broadway on weekends for markets um, or even, you know, parts of, of the summer, you know, not just weekends, whether it is on major uh, arteries, both having cars, mm-hmm. cars able to park mm-hmm. and bike lanes throughout New York City. Yeah. And I'm going, if they can do it in a city of millions of people, yes. Um, why can't Toronto with less than half the population, why can't we figure it out yes. here? Um, and not just, you know, a couple of streets downtown. Um, but, you know, why can't we figure it out throughout the whole city? You know, I, I tell um, Richard Petty, who, who's who's a big fan of the show, and he's come on many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tell him I am literally one street, one bus away from work. Um, mm-hmm. And on a great day, if there's no traffic, I'm, I'm at work in less than 30 minutes. Uh, and I would love to ride my bike, but I said, York Mills is like a highway. Yes. It is congested. The cars are traveling yes. way too fast. And as much as I'd rather bike, I don't want to risk my life. You know, go to, or I'll take the car um, and, and go to work less, just under 10 kilometers. Um, yeah. And so I'm a proponent of not just having bike lanes, but having them citywide. And having them uh, as as um, I don't know if the word is protected, but separated uh, as much as possible. And this idea that I've seen in New York, and I'm sure it's in in many many cities where you've got traffic, uh, and then you've got parked cars, and then you've got bike lanes, and then you've got the sidewalk to protect. You know, those parked cars protect the people that are riding their bikes as well as the pedestrians. Um, there are definitely lots of options that yeah. we we can be exploring and and we should be exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have biked all over the city, including north. You know, as far well for me, going all the way up to like Sunnybrook, mm-hmm. and through some of the ravines, and experienced roads. In this case, like Bayview Avenue, which is kind mm-hmm. of kind of scary on a bicycle because mm-hmm. people are parked on both sides and you never know when the cars That's are going right. to come in and out. When my oldest was learning to drive, mm-hmm. first thing I did was force him to constantly look for bikes. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. And, and this is the way we should all live in the city. Yeah. Just constantly look out for bikes. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I talk about is, is need for consistent signage and consistent way that we deal with our bike infrastructure. Because mm-hmm. sometimes uh, on this street, you're told that bikes should do this and cars should do this. Whereas on the other side, oh, no, now you need to do this. And there's inconsistencies mm-hmm. and inconsistencies, say, with other cities in the world. So if we've got visitors that come from New York, do, mm-hmm. un- do they understand the way that our system works mm-hmm. where i am downtown people rent bikes all the time sure yeah and i see the people on bikes on the sidewalks yeah and more more often than not it's the people who are renting who are on the sidewalk yeah and we don't have enough space on the sidewalk sure for for all of this mm-hmm. there needs to be some kind of education 
when they go and, and rent a bike to say, don't go on the sidewalk. Yeah. Well, there, I think and, there needs to be this, this infrastructure because I have this argument uh, with a friend of mine that lives in uh, what's called New Toronto, I think. Um, and we have this argument where I say, where I live, I'm riding on the sidewalks because there's no bike lanes. Yeah. And yeah. the roads are like highways. Yeah. And you can tell me off, but I dare you to come to my neighborhood and try to ride your bike on the street every day and still have no gray hair on your head <laughs> or, or, or come unscathed, you yeah. know. Um, but, you know, while I totally agree that we want sidewalks to be for uh, pedestrians, um, there there needs to be this, um, I, I think, this political um, decision um, to, to say, listen, let's just do it because it's the right thing to do. And there shouldn't be this right versus left that there's a war on cars or a war on bikes. No, let's, you know, we want people, you know, it's, it's 20,000, it's 2018. We understand that climate change is real. What are we going to do at a city level uh, to not just uh, affect that, uh, but how are we going to help people move around? There's, there's, there's more ways for people to move around than just TTC and their car, right? Oh, I, I completely with you. And part of it in downtown, for instance, is Lakeshore. Mm -hmm. Lakeshore is, uh, especially over where Fort York is, Yeah, yeah, yeah. people treat it like a highway. Oh, absolutely. People, people yeah, yeah. go really fast. And it was built that way, right? It was built to go along yeah. and and be kind of a secondary highway, but right next to it. So yeah. this has got to change yeah. because now people live there and move there and, and walk there and want to bike. Like if you uh, do you ever see anybody biking on Lakeshore? Now I'm not in that area. So I <laughs> OK, there's a there's a Martin Goodman trail. There's a trail that goes. Yes. goes Along. Yes. Uh, so I've seen people on that. But on yeah. that trail yeah. are also people who walk and people who jog. That's right. So there's a competition for space. For space. Because people who bike don't feel safe on the on the lakeshore itself. Mm -hmm. uh, so. You know, I, I, biking is a wonderful thing. And I have biked on, on uh, the, that Martin Goodman Trail going all the way, both directions on the lake. Um, but it's really frustrating when you're on a bike and then you've got a, a jogger in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then you've got another bike that's that's trying to pass. So you're trying to slow down and, and go around. Uh, part of it is the density. Part of it is is this is part of being a big city and, and yeah. we have a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, New York's pretty good. You mentioned New York. You know, people yell at each other if they get in the way. <laughs> and they don't, you know, you don't stand to the right on the escalator. You get yelled at. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, Toronto's much more polite than that. True, true. So, so we don't do that. But there, a lot of the what you bring up with these kind of things is what our city council should be deciding on. Mm -hmm. And this bickering back and forth is just wrong. And yeah. it wastes time. Mm -hmm. And then things don't get done. True, true. It's time for people like me, you know, running here in, in Ward 10 mm -hmm. to be a new voice for this area. Yeah. To be somebody who will listen and take serious all of these concerns and make decisions instead of just waffling back and forth. Yeah. Um. Is 401 Richmond in your yes. ward? Okay. You have a big ward. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So. But all the, all, you know, all the wards are big. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my wife works inside oh, 401 Richmond. And I don't know, maybe it was a couple of years ago. She was telling me about this issue. Then I started reading it in the paper uh, about this property tax assessment. Yes. Issue that was happening. And they were, um, the, I guess it's the province that was assessing the building 
at current I, I don't know the terminology but at, at a current market valuation um, and which is which was from my understanding um, is assessment based on the highest value uh, which is basically condos um, in Toronto um, and it was something that the owner tried to not pass down to her tenants for as long as she could um, until it became unbearable and and my understanding is, um, that people like Joe Cressy and, and other people both inside 401 and other concerned citizens raised a fuss and apparently there's been a, a stay on that and it didn't, it's not being assessed anymore at, um, at, this, at this market rate. Um, and then I read about the, you, you also have opinions on, on this issue as yeah, well. I've been talking about this all summer. Yeah. What, the word you're looking for is called highest and best use. Highest and best use. Okay, yeah. Yeah, property Thank tax you. assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it it first came to light a, a couple of years ago when a lot of businesses on, on Young Street started closing mm -hmm. because their property tax would literally increase 100, 300%. Yeah. Which is like no small business can absorb that. No. It's, it's just not possible. And so uh, doing it for the, the art institutions, mm -hmm. like 401 Richmond was great. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. 401 Richmond is a beautiful building. Yeah. The way that it has been refurbished, mm -hmm. it, it's just gorgeous inside. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to continue that for all of the small businesses. I think so, yeah. What makes life fun living downtown are these unique small shops. Mm -hmm. And we've got a lot of culture and, and history within our shops on King and on Queen, and people enjoy that. We don't want to see these buildings torn down. We don't want to see like just the facade saved and, and then uh, a big condo going up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, development is great, but we can't just put and tear down all of our old buildings. Mm -hmm. um, Toronto Centre is the same problem with, uh, again, uh, the old Toronto, right closer to the waterfront, where you've got lots of gorgeous old buildings. And nobody wants to see these torn down. But at the same time, if you're a, a land, uh, the owner of this building and your property tax goes up 300 percent mm -hmm. and the developer says, well, I'll buy it from you, you know. Yeah. So what choices do you have? Yeah. I have I have st stated since uh, the summer that I will definitely work on this because we don't want to lose these small businesses. We don't want to see them. Uh, go by the wayside and be constantly replaced with uh, box stores that you could find anywhere. Uh, the one-offs, the the cute little shops that have maybe two locations, all of these are, are great. And this is what makes downtown really, really fun place to live. So as, as much as, as Joe Cressy was helping with the art institutions, we've got to help with all the small businesses that are downtown. Mm -hmm. uh, so... It's it's very very important to me. Yeah, and uh, I would say it's an issue probably city citywide. It is an issue citywide, right? and, and it I, is. And and I think that, um, and and again, we're not going to solve every single issue no. <laughs> sitting down here. Um, but I, I think related to that is the this whole idea of affordable housing, um, and you know it, it's getting cold obviously here in Toronto now. Yes. Um, Maybe a little bit sooner than we had hoped for, but you know we we live in Toronto, Canada, so you know it's a, there's an expectation it's going to get cold. But last winter we also had this issue of homeless people um, having literally nowhere to stay, 
Yes. Um, and there seems to have been no progress um, between then and now on what a, a longer term strategy, a longer term solution is. Um, yeah. And it all comes to affordability. It's 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 even more expensive for people to af afford, whether it's a condo or, or a house within anywhere in Toronto, uh, whether it's in Ward 10 or Ward 20, um, both, you know, purchasing and renting. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get to, you know, what about the homeless people? Where are they going to go? And, and, and so we have all of these issues around affordable housing. Um, you know, what are, you, what are your thoughts on how do we solve this humanitarian issue? How do we solve it? Yeah, or, or like where do well, we start? Yeah, as, as you say, it's, it's a huge issue. There's no one magic bullet that's going to come in and say, okay, this is how we solve it. It's something that we have to work with our provincial and federal counterparts mm -hmm. in order to, to get the promised funding, for instance. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it, it, at the city level, it could be zoning changes. There's a lot having to do with the housing stock that we've got and just having more housing stock. Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about the missing middle. I don't know if you've heard this term. Uh, also called gentle density. So we okay. have a, throughout the entire city, mm -hmm. not just downtown, we can build buildings that are apartment buildings that are maybe, you know, four or five, six yeah. stories. Sure. And therefore not uh, take over the character of the neighborhood, mm -hmm. but bring more density into that neighborhood where there is transit. Mm -hmm. So people still have access to transit yeah. and uh, put that again throughout the entire city and, and keep our, our housing stock, uh, just keep building more. Mm -hmm. Part of that building more is needing more trades. So there, there's a lot of different levels of that. You know, do we have enough electricians? Do we have enough carpenters? Do we have enough of all the, the trades that we need to do the building? Mm -hmm. uh, if you've ever looked at anybody who wants to do um, like a redevelopment of their home right sure, now, sure. which is a, a very popular thing to do. We've got downtown these homes that are over 100 years old. And so a lot of them need a, a, a big renovation. Mm -hmm. you, you would have to book a year in advance. Uh, to get, you know, the people to come out and get started doing this. Yeah. So when it comes to uh, looking at the, the housing issue, there, there's a lot of different levels of this. And so for me, uh, there's not one solution. I'm not an expert on trying to deal with housing. Sure. I'm somebody who, again, wants to work with the experts and take this very, very seriously because... Spending $2.5 million to put up a, a respite center mm -hmm. that's a temporary building, mm -hmm. that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money to house less than 100 people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's needed because people have to, to come in from the cold and, yeah. and, and not be out there. But at the same time, I don't know if you've examined that the respite center. No. It's... Um, it's the same kind of building that they store like salt for the winter or okay. they store equipment. Mm -hmm. It's got one door, no windows. It's just a, a like frame. a white dome sort of thing <laughs> almost. Yeah, it's it's just this like a like a big garage. Mm -hmm. A very de dehumanizing way to, to have people. Yeah, it's just rows of, of cots. 
you're living there with strangers. Uh, some people don't want to stay there because they're worried that their belongings are going to get stolen because they do. Um, but it's it's a Band-Aid solution. Mm -hmm. uh, in my ward, yeah. there are two of these going up mm -hmm. with zero consultation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely zero consultation. And this comes back to how we work at City Hall. Is this the, the councillor's job just to make a decision and just say, okay, community, you're going to deal with this. Mm -hmm. This is going in now. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's the councillor's job to work with the community, consult, mm -hmm. let the community know uh, these are the issues that are coming up, and truly do honest consultations, not just uh, you know, consultations to put a check mark on a piece of paper that says, yes, I've consulted with the community. And this is what our, our current councillor has done. Joe, mm -hmm. Joe Cressy's very much has been doing it that way. And people are sick and tired of it. This is why I've been getting so many people telling me, okay, I'm going to vote for you. All right. They're, they're tired of this. Issues like housing are huge. Mm -hmm. And to, to treat it in this one-off Band-Aid way of doing it mm -hmm. is just not good enough. So let's end off with on, on a couple of notes. Um, I, I think generally people would be in agreement that they want to make sure that there's affordable housing for everyone, um, that no one freezes in the cold during the winter, mm -hmm. um, that we're offering uh, addicts and people with mental health issues the ability um, to um, be as safe as possible, you know, whether it's through safe injection sites or access to uh, mental health care workers and, and, and services. Uh, we all want a, a safe and reliable um, way to get to work. Yes. Uh, whether that is walking, taking your bike, uh, driving, or taking the TTC. Um, you know, we want schools that, that are safe and not crumbling down. Yeah. Um, yes. The issue that I have is that everyone also wants this but everyone also says i'm not going to raise taxes and i've tweeted and and i'll go on record everywhere that we cannot not raise taxes and expect to live in a world-class city that takes care of all of these things we can't have separated bike lanes we can't have first-class transit and all these things that we've just talked about right. um, without funding to go along. And, and we can beg as much as possible for Doug Ford or Trudeau to deliver their fair share. But if we don't pony up ourselves, whether that's, I don't know, increasing taxes on, on properties or uh, putting tolls on highways or, or whatever else there is that the city is able to do, you know, we can't have these things. What are your thoughts on the ability for the city to raise taxes or raise user fees, however, to be able to pay for these things? Well, it's a it's a very good question. And again, something that is is very difficult when it talk about housing affordability and then talk about raising property taxes, it goes it makes it harder for people to afford homes. Mm when they now have to pay you know that much extra in property taxes mm -hmm. so that's a, a, a difficult way to go 
Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it this way, and I, I haven't seen the budget. I, I haven't looked at it, but uh, I wonder, we're not the same city we were 20 years ago or 30 years ago. True. So do we still have the same budget that we used 30 years ago and just, you know, tweak it here and there? Mm-hmm. Is that really the best way to, to run a city that we've got today? Mm-hmm. I would like to see us really carefully look at how that budget is. Mm-hmm. Is it meeting the needs mm-hmm. for who we are today as a city? Not who we were 30 years ago. It who seems that it's not, right? There's, there's never, you know, John Tory promises something. Um, and it's going to cost so much, but then there's never money to go towards that, right? Yep. So, so you're right. You know, we we don't have enough money to be able to do these things. So, I I'm not uh, against tolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much every major city in the world mm-hmm. has some kind of toll system. Yeah, uh, because keeping up the highways and our our infrastructure that is the roads and the bridges that's very expensive and we are as you mentioned lots of people come into our downtown core every single day so there's a lot of wear and tear on our 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 uh, roads our highways and i know tolls um for other regions of the of the GTA, they, they get really nervous about that. But they don't have to be really hazardous because people who use the tolls on a regular basis get the transponders. And so then on a monthly basis, you're not paying, yeah. you know, $5 every time you drive on the highway. Sure. But it brings in money. We've, I, I wonder where we are going to be 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. So I look That's at the so city true. on where we are right now, mm-hmm. the needs that we've got right now. Yeah. What is the budget really doing to address who we are as a city right now? And then how we're going to get to where we want to be 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. We know, for instance, you, you talk about uh, moving around the city. The, the people who are having mobility issues need sidewalks that are going to be not broken. True. Yeah. They need crosswalks that give them enough time to walk uh, places so that they don't have to cross the streetcar tracks at a, at a rapid pace yeah, yeah. and worry about that. Like I know older ladies that are friends of mine who certain times the winter simply don't go out. They don't leave their home because they're worried about what may happen to them walking on, on the, our sidewalks. So... Th- these are the questions that I ask myself. Where do we want to be and how can we get there? True. And that's when I approach running for city council. That's what I look at. That's why I talk to people uh, all over, you know, for the past couple of years, having fun talking to people. And it's lots of fun, I have to tell you. <laughs> I meet so many wonderful people. And there's in downtown, well, where you are as well, but there's so much energy and there's so much um drive and and hope and and so much promise for the future and this is why i run this is why i want to be the city councillor here and really help people get to where they want to go yeah um as i told you my wife works at 401 richmond this this is this will be the last question okay um (laughs) she works for an environmental organization and so when i told her that you were coming into studio um she's always on her she'll go on her phone and she goes that's the lady who said that quote about oil spills. Um, 
Yeah, that was during the the federal the campaign. Fe- the federal the federal election. So it has nothing to do with with what's going on now. But if I go home and she finds out I didn't ask you this question, she is gonna. Lo- I'll I'll be sleeping on the couch for the rest of the winter. So. Can no, you, it's, can you, it's okay. Yeah, it's, clar- it was clarify uh, clarify what you what you said, um, and yeah, why don't why don't you just ex- explain away? It was completely taken out of context. Mm-hmm. As you know, doing doing a podcast, yeah, uh, it's impossible to speak perfectly every single time you're, oh, absolutely. you're uh, <laughs> doing things. So, I have to tell people I'm not a professional at this, so if I say things weird. Uh, you, so that's you know that's it. Yeah. You know, it, it was just one of those moments. Yeah. And um, so you're not you're not for oil spills. <laughs> just I just want to clarify. Is there anybody that's okay. for <laughs> oil spills? Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I mean on the contrary, I praise our scientists and engineers who work daily on a daily basis to keep our oil. Uh, industry mm-hmm. as safe as they possibly can. Yeah. And I, I talk a lot about, uh, again, the need for parks, the need for good trees, because for me, it's a mental health issue as well, you know, that's part of the livability of our city. Absolutely. When it comes to having children, when it comes to having uh, dogs, just when it comes to wanting to enjoy our outdoors, mm-hmm. we need to have parks that are clean, that handle the increased density of the people that we've got. If you ever, I don't know if you ever go to Trinity Bellwoods. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> it used to be just, you know, a nice big, big, huge park that yeah. was, uh, you know, people use. Now it's like packed all the time. Oh, yeah. Popular. And because there are so many more people mm. living in the area, and it's great. There is a Friends of, of Trinity Bellwoods, and so they're very yep. good at letting the city know if there's something that needs to get fixed or taken care of. And so they that group can help to uh, alert the city and, and take care of that park as best that, that we can. Mm-hmm. But we know that that doesn't happen everywhere. We need more parks. We need parks that are are built knowing that people are going to live there. The the big park in the middle of City Place was put in with no washroom facilities. So for the past <laughs> couple of years, it's got porta potties in the middle of yeah, the park. Yeah. Now that's not very attractive, <laughs> right? You know, wha- how was this decision Fair. made? Yeah. To create a park, zero dog park, mm-hmm. zero children's playground, and no no washrooms. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing that these decisions get made. Yeah. There's a there's a little park, uh, June Callwood Park, in the middle of the Fort York neighborhood. Okay. And it was just opened a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. it's in such deplorable shape. It's actually getting redeveloped. Already. Already. Crazy. So all the money that was spent to create that park in the first place. Yeah. And the design competition, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's going to be redone yes, at yes. another million plus dollars to redo it. Th- this is a failure of our city councillors yeah. who let this happen. How, how would you create a park with such a, a poor design and no thought for the children that live in the area? Do you think this so. also has something or it's also something to be said about the leadership at the top? You know, there's there's again, everyone's got, quote unquote, one vote. Um but we also, you know, sort of take cues from the leader at the top, right? Um, so do you think there's any reflection on this on, on John Tory? 
Uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, John Tory, like you say, is is one vote. Yeah. I'm very supportive of John Tory. He's been a pretty stable voice in our well, city when you compare council. It to the to the mayor we had before, absolutely. And uh, the mayor before that was also, you know, uh, very lively as well. Mm-hmm. So John Tory, you know, we went from one extreme to the other extreme, and now John Tory is kind of in the middle, pretty pretty even keel guy. Yeah, he's not on any talk shows, so that's a good thing. But he <laughs> he has done things like with um, all of the city assets. Mm-hmm. There were things like every department considered their city asset theirs. Yeah. And he did things like, let's consolidate all of this and see what all of the city assets are all together. Yeah. And then look at a plan for working with them. So, you know, he, he's done a lot uh, in his four years so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a lot moving with transit. It always takes forever. And this is, we know this. <laughs> this is why... The King Street Pilot is kind of popular because it was like, boom, one day, okay, we're going to put lots <laughs> and lots of streetcars on this road. Yeah. And now, you know, they're going to move. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we don't have all of the beautiful streetcars that we're supposed to have. Yeah, that's another And issue. we still have the old tin cans. Yeah. I call them <laughs> tin cans. In the summer, they're the worst place to be in, especially so in the humidity. I have to wonder yeah. who created that contract with Bombardier. Yeah. So we're stuck. Yeah, with that. And that was before John Tory, but he's done uh, what he can. Um, things like t- uh, really t- cracking down on people who park on major thoroughfares during rush hour mm-hmm. has helped a lot. True, true. Uh, these are transit issues that are you know, yeah. very very uh, specific to downtown, but affect yeah. a large I number wish, of people. I wish we could solve every issue in this hour, because then that'd be amazing. But well, like I say, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's about working with the experts yeah, to get yeah, things yeah. Absolutely, solved. Absolutely, absolutely. Sabrina, thank you so much for coming in. Good luck. Thank you uh, very over much. Over the next week. Um, yes, yes. Uh, well, less than a week, I guess. Yeah, le- you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, where can people find more information on you? People can find me at uh, sabrinasuniga.ca. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh with Sabrina Suniga Tio. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in and thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more conversations about uh, Toronto, uh, please take a listen to uh, these episodes. Uh, just go on to creamkanji.com and search for Richard Petty, who's a, a popular city builder here in the city. Uh, former Mayor John Sewell has come in to talk about the current election. Uh, we've had mayoral candidate Sarah Klimenhaga. Uh, in here as well uh, as Dan Spearin, political commentator and one of the co-leads for Women Win Toronto, Day Williams. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, thank you so much, Sabrina. Thank you for having me.